Good morning, Multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. Thanks for bearing with me for those 10 seconds. This is Back in the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. And this morning, we are talking about the 30th year anniversary of what some consider to be the greatest Saturday morning cartoon of all time, Batman, the animated series. And we are going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets present yet he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. Can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. Welcome back to Back to the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And this show is a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And... We eat cereal on the show. We're called Back to the Cereal Box because when I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. We were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. And that's what we were doing in between cartoons, comics, kaiju, and kung fu movies. So welcome to the Virtual Rec Room. This morning, I am enjoying a to-go cup of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, so I don't have the actual box in front of the, me this morning because I'm in a different spot this morning. I'm actually at an apartment, uh, Airbnb in Clarksville. It is Parents Weekend at Austin P, and so uh, hanging out in Clarksville, but not hanging out in Clarksville, still at home, cozy is my favorite co-host and yours, my broadcast partner of 10 years. She is an incredibly talented actress, model, and photographer, DBRT Photo. Please welcome the incomparable DBRT. Hey! Good morning, <laughs> D. Good morning, John. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl with a handle. <laughs> well... Uh, well, you just told everybody what I, who I am and what I do. So I will go straight to the pop culture. Um, Wizard of Oz, Friends, uh, all things vampires, not gory vampires or super gory vampires, but. Have, have you seen what we do in the shadows yet? No, because I can't remember the name of it. We were talking about it and I was like, what was the name of that show? I should have just texted you, but I didn't. Um, and I don't eat cereal. I drink coffee. <laughs> DRT rejects the entire premise of our show. And I got to ask because I'm on my iPhone camera this morning. So I'm using my earbuds. Can you hear the crunch? It's more smacking than crunching. <laughs> well, I was trying to make it pronounced. So this is the absolute, for those of you watching, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the absolute best breakfast cereal ever made, in my opinion. Now, Dee, I know you don't eat breakfast and you don't eat cereal for breakfast, but from time to time, you do have cereal for dinner. No, Which... I have it as an afternoon snack. That's why okay. I like it. That three o'clock afternoon snack. That's when okay. I will eat cereal then. What is your favorite for that three o'clock afternoon snack? Oh, you know what? I really like. Let's see, oh, I don't have it with me. Um, that yeah, I do. 
Enneagram <laughs> Toast Crunch that you introduced my kids mm -hmm. to. I took a bite because I like I actually like Golden Grams a lot. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I took a bite of that and I was like, oh, and then it was gone. It was so good. Have you refilled the magic spoon stock yet? I have not. Target has it on sale right now. Really? Yeah. I might have to do that. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Well, hey, we have a, a guest joining us in the virtual rec room this morning to talk about Batman, the animated series. It is your favorite fanatic and mine. He is the host of the Fanatic Forum here on the Serial Box Network, all the way through the magic of the interwebs from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, the clobbering comics man himself, George Bueller. Bop, 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 bop. What? Where'd you go, Good George? Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Doing great, George. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking about Batman. Who wouldn't be? Me. Debartini. <laughs> Debartini is a... Debartini is a Superman fan. So she's like mortally opposed to supporting Batman. But D, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne are besties. In the besties. comics. Well, I don't read the comics, so. Well, I know, but just one movie where they like hated each other and it's not that i it, it's not uh, look i i don't even care if they were enemies whatever whatever i'm just not a fan of batman it's okay um <laughs> if you are a superman fan um kentucky is normally not a big superman state uh that's a batman kind of area so uh we have a wealth uh, of uh, Superman back issues, so I can introduce you to about four to five long boxes of your choice. So nice. There you go. <laughs> I think that would be a great idea, actually, George, to send D. Barty a big long box of Superman comics. I, I, there you go. I, I think that would be great. Um, we need I to like talk that off idea. air about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, George, I gave you a great intro, but tell everybody who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl this morning. Uh, I, I thank you for that wonderful in intro. I appreciate that. Uh, my name is George Bueller. I am the host of Fanatic Forum, part of the Back in the Serial Box Network here. Uh, my passions are, I'm a well of pop culture knowledge. I've been a comic book reader for 43 years plus. I'm a music geek, a movie geek. Uh, I'm a diehard pro wrestling fan, video games um my main comics are avengers captain america thor tomb of dracula um yeah those are my jams for the old school stuff uh yeah so i mean but i've got quite a few books uh in here uh but my cereal bowl today well i just can't get enough of that golden crisp oh you know love what? me some sugar i have i have not had golden crisp in ages and i keep seeing that on the uh, cereal aisle, you know, and thinking, man, I need to get some gold crisps for the that. show. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. as a kid. It's, it's one bear. of the ones that I always enjoyed as a kid. And every now and then I'll go back and revisit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember enjoying this very much. I mean, it, it hasn't changed. Still good old honey-flavored wheat puffs there. Stay crunchy and milk, all that good jazz. Well, that that is fantastic. I love that. And um, I didn't even ask before we, you know, kind of dove in what's in the bowl, but we pretty much covered that. And I, I got to ask though. So this, this week I was reading an article on the top 30 branding mascots ranked from worst to best. <laughs> and, and a lot of serial mascots were, were in the list. Um, but only one serial mascot made the top 10 and he came in at number three. Can anyone guess who the number one serial mascot was and number three? Tony the Tiger. That, yeah, I would say, I would that, say is, Tony the Tiger. that is absolutely correct. 
But here's my question. And I didn't know that previously. I win. Yay. You do. That, that was fantastic, V. Ten points for Gryffindor. Wait, you're not Gryffindor. You're or are you? Are you Ravenclaw? Yeah. Okay. No, Gryffindor. Okay, ten points for Gryffindor. Um, so so here's here's the funny thing though. I want to know how in the world does Tony Tiger make it to number three, but Chiquita Banana is number two, and Jolly Green Giant is number one. How does that work? How I, I don't get that. How is the Jolly Green Giant a because he's everywhere, all over all the vegetables and all the commercials. He's everywhere. And everybody says ho ho ho, and you know what that means. Kind of the same way with the it, they're they're great, you know what that is. The Chiquita Banana thing, the only thing I can think with that is if we're talking about all over the world, not just the United States. Yeah. All of the brands. I've never seen a mascot for unless you're just talking about the sticker and everybody just puts the sticker on your forehead when you take you know take it off the bananas. I mean, I, you know. No, Miss Chiquita is the Chiquita banana mascot. I had no idea. Do you guys know the theme song? I'm Chiquita Banana and I come to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way when they are flecked with brown and have a golden hue. That's when they taste the best and other best for you. I have never heard this. What is going on? You've never heard the che Chiquita no, Banana song? I have not. You can put Let's them just in a giant opportunity to get bust out of tune here. <laughs> you can put them in a pie any way you want to eat them. It's impossible to beat them. Nope. Never heard this. No. Chester Cheetah, why Willow Skyler has asked, what did Chester Cheetah place on the good list? And by the way, Willow Skyler, good morning. Cannot be with us this morning because she is working at her new haunted hotel job. You guys, the next episode of Cryptid Crunch, we're going to be talking about haunted hotels because of this new job Ooh. that she's taken. But where did Chester Cheetah place on the list? I think he was like number 13. Wow. Captain Crunch was like number... 19, I, or even if he was in the top 20, I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I'm taking that's issue so with the article. It's so weird. I, I love that. D, I know you don't know what that was a reference to, but George does because he did it first. It's so weird. <laughs> you get that. You don't know, D? <laughs> No clue. Don't wait, George. Don't say it. We'll let our audience guess. Um, uh, who? What? What? That was a reference from. So weird. There's another. <laughs> there's got to be another great classic line from that character. Um, th think of that for a minute, George. I can. I said I could think of other lines, but it wasn't from that character. It was from other and, characters. And you have to do the face when you do it, right? So weird. Yeah, you have to. It's so weird. Hey, I, I just, I. Is this even little... something that I would even know? Because, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> D is a little bit younger than us, George. So she may not okay. have ever seen okay. it. Okay. Because, because D, as we've learned in the recent weeks, grew up out on a farm <laughs> and she really didn't have access to TV, cable TV, uh, until what, 13 or later? Something like, yeah, something like that. So, but, all of a sudden, but, some, yes. I bet. I'm going out the limb here. I bet a hee haw reference, and you'd be right there with me, D. Yes, I watched that. <laughs> so, this is a funny, funny thing. Hee haw. Hee haw is 
still running. Reruns. No way. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can still see Hee Haw. Um, and what they've discovered is in the early 80s was it didn't matter if it was a brand new episode or a 20-year-old episode. People still watched it. So they, they stopped making new episodes. They, they didn't stop producing the show because it wasn't top of the rankings or ratings. No. They, they stopped producing it because they didn't have to. <laughs> I, it, it was, it was it, the weirdest thing. Because I, I frequently spent the night at my grandparents' house on the weekends and Friday nights or was it Friday or Saturday nights? Saturday nights. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Saturday nights. Yeah. So, yeah, if I was there on Saturday night, didn't matter what we were doing, we were watching Hee Haw. So, yeah. Yep. That was the same for me. My It was my great grandparents, and they watched Hee Haw. I can remember actually, one song because I was sing very, it, very little. No. Sing it for us, please, Dee. No, please. No, I'm no, dying. No. I'm begging you to sing it. Nope, 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 nope. Well, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and thought I found true love. You met another and you were wrong. It's not that one. <laughs> What's the other one? It's the rumor song. I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Look at the no, look no, on I your don't. face. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember that song. You guys, you guys sing it. I, no. I don't. I swear to you, I don't. Just mm -hmm. recite the lyrics. You don't have to sing it. <laughs> I, I swear, I don't remember it, D. I, I would never lie to you. Yeah. Can we move on? Was that a John Travolta impression? Willow says. John Travolta, was that? Yep. It's so weird. But wait, from what? I was going to say, from what? Huh? Huh? That's the trick. And, oh, and that's what you have to do. has got a pretty through? long career. Yeah, and, and, and if someone, it, it was, uh, I really want to say it was like John Travolta's first popular gig. And mm -hmm. yeah. People, if people can guess the right source, I will sing the theme song. Or maybe that's a <laughs> motivation not to guess correctly. <laughs> I still, I still remember that theme song word for word. I pretty much relate my entire life to theme songs. Have, have you noticed this, D? Yep. Cartoons and theme songs. Hey, I forgot to acknowledge Cindy Kep says good morning. And good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Glad you are joining us. Good morning, Cindy. She, she is one of our super fans, and we need to acknowledge those folks. Um, I've, I've been a bad host this morning. We've got to acknowledge the Murdering Crows. They did our awesome yeah. theme song, Can't Beat an Original. And uh, their first album, Four Bad Crows, is available at Amazon, Google, and Apple Music. And, of course, our Serial Boxer superfans, Sharice Collins, Sidney Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, and Eli Cash. And there is an empty spot there. You can have your name in that empty spot. Put it up in lights. Shout it to the rooftops. At buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And I want to know where Dave is this morning. He's Dave usually Mattingly? Yeah. I know. I know. Well, we've spoken his name, so maybe now he will appear. Dave, um, we miss you. And we are also brought to you by the Tales of the Decoverse series, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever you get the best books on the planet. You're welcome. And we are brought to you by DBRT Photo. Because she is a photographer extraordinaire and you need to book your fall sessions today. <laughs> oh, John. He's an amazing photographer. I can back that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. 
So, so if you want to get your your pictures with the scarecrow and the pumpkins and the big big pickup truck, I love those pictures that you do. Do you <laughs> still have you. that pickup truck, or have you gone oh, yeah. to the El Camino? No. Well, if I can get it running, that's the problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like the El Camino too. I, you know what? I just love saying El Camino. <laughs> El Camino. Dude, a buddy of mine all through high school had a white El Camino that he named El Cabong and had it painted <gasps> on the side of the driver's side. Do you, do you know that reference, El Cabong? Cheechin Chong? No. No. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was just taking a guess. <laughs> El Cabong was the alter ego of what character, George? Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah, so Quick Draw McGraw was a, a horse, a cowboy horse in the Hanna-Barbera animated universe. And he had a little donkey sidekick. What was the donkey's name? I forget. Sancho Panza? I think so, Sancho Panza, yeah. And yeah. Uh, But then he also, not only was he a super kind of a hero in his own right, but then he also had an alter ego of El Cabong, kind of a Zorro type yeah. character, but instead of using a sword, he used a guitar and smashed people <laughs> over the head with a guitar. And it went, kabong! It was epic. You know, George, I'm a real... Yeah, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit salty that we never got an El Kabong Hong Kong Fooey mashup, crossover, team-up. You know what? That's It's a good point. You know, or like get like the two of them and add an ant together. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh. Warner Brothers owns Hanna Barbera Studios, which means we will never see this happen. Well, I mean, every now and then in the comics, they've put out like DC crossovers with Warner Brothers or Hanna Barbera cartoons. And, and varying effects, like they did a whole miniseries on Snagglepuss that was kind of yes. like basically very much like an LGBTQ pride series, kind of him coming out and, you know, dealing with who he is and being honest about that. And that was a good series. Uh, the one shot of Batman and Elmer Fudd was incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, I, I read the... Uh, I read the Flintstone series and I read uh, Scooby Apocalypse. Scooby Apocalypse was fantastic. Dee yeah. you're not a Scooby-Doo fan either, are you? I love Scooby-Doo. Do you? Okay. So Scooby yeah. Apocalypse, and I'm getting ready to do a back issue Breakfast Club review on it, was this comic series where it imagined the Scooby-Doo gang, Mystery Inc., as the not the last survivors, but the last hope for humanity in a monster zombie apocalypse. And um, Shaggy and Scooby were very different. Shaggy was actually a dog trainer, like a canine training expert. And Scooby was a cybernetically enhanced government experiment. That's why he could talk. Um, why are we changing things? Come on. Well, because it's just a reimagining, but it is a don't like it. Fun. Don't don't mess with my Scooby Doo, man. Well, I, that was my childhood. Scooby, but it made sense. It made sense that, that Scooby Doo would be cybernetically enhanced. That's why he could talk. So in my head, right. canon, that's what he is. No, you know what makes sense is that Shaggy was a stoner and Scooby was his dog. Well, you know, a lot of fans, a lot of fans believe that Shaggy is actually one of the most powerful wizards ever to walk the planet. And and in what what is it? Mortal Kombat. He is now a playable character. Why do we have to go there? Can we just be? Can things? Just, does everything have to be such a big conspiracy? I mean, it's just fun. It's just fun. Well, it, and it is fun when when Shaggy goes all godlike power and like destroys everything because he's the most powerful <laughs> one there ever was. That's that's just epic fun. Oh, oh my god! Have you not? Did you not know about that, George? 
No, uh, I didn't. I, I was unaware that Shaggy is in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that either. So we know what we know what George is going to be googling next. Hey, we got a comment from Headless Ned Stark. We met him at ICC Con, DBRT. We he says, did. Yes, we did. Um, he's got a great YouTube channel. You should check it out. He uh, does toy hunts, uh, but um, and talks about. Uh, 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 the the uh, Game of Thrones, hence the name Headless Ned Stark. Um, but uh, he says, "Morning, Fruity Pebbles today." Listen, Fruity Pebbles is one of the top three. I like Fruity. Yeah, I like Fruity Pebbles a whole lot. I will say. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. Fruity Pebbles is definitely in the top three. Hey, you know what time it is, D? It is time for us to reach into the box and pull out this week's, you know what it is, you know what it is, this week's new loot. And George, you have something very cool. Go ahead and show us what you got. All right, folks here. Um, This get out of the reflection i'm gonna this yeah i'm gonna bring you up full screen thank you this is a moon knight number 13 variant uh this was uh from uh trinity comics exclusive uh from san diego comic-con uh clawing comics where i happen to work uh managed to get some of these we have a relationship with trinity comics we sell some of their graded books from time to time um we on occasion get some exclusives from them we've never got this many before uh, so we had a lot for sale we're the only store in the country to have these for sale uh they are going on ebay and whatnot and online places for uh crazy amounts uh but you could pick them up at our store for a very reasonable price but uh they're going limited in stock here so uh but yeah just that once again just a beautiful beautiful cover there it, it really is. I love that cover. And George, you really need to set one aside for me because you know what a <laughs> Moon Knight fan I am. Uh, yeah, uh, you and uh, uh, Dave, um, uh, he, he expressed interest in it last night on the show when uh, I showed off on uh, Fanatic Forum. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, I can do. Yeah, I, I definitely need one because I, if you missed last week's episode, I got the uh, Moon Knight pop with the uh, cover of Moon Knight 1 behind it in the uh, frame. And now, because I, I collect, I, I love Moon Knight. I collect Moon Knight. I've been a fan of his since the 80s. And I have all of the Moon Knight action figures, uh, except the new Marvel retro figure. And I don't have this pop yet. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. Is this the Mr. Knight pop? Yes, yep. I need that. Yeah, so, Walmart exclusive glows in the dark. Wow, I have not seen that yet. But um, yeah, go so now I have. I, I don't know how your Walmart stock with them, but uh, the Walmart in Elizabethtown, we have them in bulk. Um, like I had no problem finding one of these. So, so, so everything that I cannot find, I realized that I can't find it because it's at Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I, I I could not find any of the Flash Gordon figures, and George is like, "We got them. They're stacked to the ceiling here." And sure enough, when I was on my way to Indianapolis, I went through Elizabethtown. I stopped at the Target, and sure enough, they had dozens of them. I can't find them anywhere in Tennessee, but I got them in Elizabethtown. So apparently, I just need to make a monthly Elizabethtown run and save up. So. No, no, um, right? So we, we got some cool comments here. If I can get over to this on the uh, the uh, laptop and, and stop popping up. All right. So Cindy Kep says, in the bowl, she's got grits and an avocado. You can keep the avocado, Cindy, but I love me some grits. Cheesy grits. Whoa. D. are you a grits fan? I am. I also like I, avocados, so sounds pretty good to me. Well, there you go. So, well, you don't eat 
food at all in the morning. Otherwise, no. I was going to say you could substitute the cereal for grits. That would be a suitable substitution. I'll stick with the coffee. And Nedless. Trust Nedless, me, you don't want me not to have coffee in the morning. Oh, I oh, trust me, I know. And Headless <laughs> Ned Stark says, I'm attending New York Comic Con. Hit me up on IG if you want to talk about getting it signed. Talking about mm. Moon Knight. Um, hmm. And Cindy Kep has some new loot, a hybrid book, snazzy patches for my patch jacket, and I made a dragon hat. She knits uh dragons and, and whatnot. Um, so Dee, do you have any loot this morning? I don't. Believe it <gasps> what? or not. I know. Dee I haven't been out this week. I've been working. Well, I didn't think I was going to have anything because I left um, the loot that I was going to show off that relates to the topic this morning. I left it at home in Nashville and did not bring it with me to Clarksville. And I feel horrible about that. But last night I had to go out to Walgreens because I also left my ring light and my allergy medicine. So I had to make a Walgreens oh, run anyway. Yeah, I know, it's, it's a thing. So anyway, um, I had to make a Walgreens run and I got a new ring light, which I'm using right now. And um, I found the Walgreens exclusive Baron Zemo Marvel Legends figure. That's awesome. Is this not awesome? And apparently, that's glorious. Yeah, it really is. And uh, apparently, George, it's not just Elizabethtown, Kentucky that has everything that I want, but Clarksville as well. And luckily, it's only a 45 minute drive from home. So I can make Clarksville runs pretty quickly. So, um, oh, look at here. We We're getting got, spam, John. We just got comment spam by 69 Omega. So, you know what? 69 Omega, you know, love you, mean it, but you're blocked. <laughs> That's funny how that works. You Russian bots, you. Whoa. You know, uh, the, the, question, the question must be asked, though. Now that they've found love, what are we going to do with it? Now that you found love, what are you going to do? Oh, by the way, Willow Skyler. <laughs> Willow Skyler did guess correctly that the John Travolta impression is from, from what? Did you see the comment? Well, she, she asked, wait, wait, no, no. She didn't actually guess correctly. One of these two guesses is correct. Oh, I'm sorry. One of these three guesses are correct. Was it yes. from Welcome Back, Carter, Saturday Night Fever, or Grease? DBRT, what do you think? Well, I'm going to say, since you just did that accent when you said Welcome Back, Carter, that it's probably that one. Welcome Back, Cotter? It's not Carter. It's Cotter. C-O-T-T-E-R. Okay. Well, she says Cotter. Carter here, so I was just reading that. Oh, that's yeah. That, it, she, she did say Welcome Back, Carter, but it's Welcome Back, Cotter. Mr. Cotter. Well, I'm still sticking with that. I, I don't know. I've never seen those. Welcome back to the same old place that you laughed about. Welcome back. I forget the second line. Dreams were your ticket out. That's what it was. Yeah, it is from Welcome Back, Cotter. Mr. Cotter. It's so weird. Hey, you know what my favorite, my favorite all time. You know, it's funny. They did a friends, a reference on friends to that. And now I get it because I never got it before. <laughs> well, my all time, my all time favorite welcome back Cotter moment is when Epstein does his impression of a camel. And it goes something like this. That's disgusting. Water. Move it along. Water. Give me some water. 
Nedless, Nedless, Headless Ned Stark says no new loot this week, but I did get a shipping notification. My Lego Star Destroyer just shipped. Oh my! Oh, awesome! All of our all of our uh, fans just had a. Uh... Is, is it just? No, like I'm not frozen. Skin? No, I'm not frozen. I'm just. I couldn't. I couldn't think of the word that I'm thinking of. Uh, a geek gasm. That's what it was. That's what it was. It, now, so, is it like just like standard Star Destroyer, or is it the Executor? I, headless Ned Stark, you need to let us know. Standard yeah. Star Destroyer or the uh, the Executor. What's the so, Star Destroyer? Uh, that that's like said? the really big ships in Star Wars uh, that the, the, uh, the bad guys had, the Empire. They kind of look the like triangle. triangle. Okay. Yeah. But Darth Vader had his own ship, and it was even bigger than the others, but it was like real long and flat. And it was called the Executor. Yeah, okay. kind of looked like a big sword almost. Yeah, it was epic. Oh, you know yeah. what? Damn it! I did have new loot. I forgot. What? It's upstairs. It's upstairs. Whenever we went on the diamond dig this week, this past oh, week, yeah. I found a, a rock. Diamond? I found a rock that looks like. A stormtrooper. <laughs> I was like, I have to take this home. It looks like a stormtrooper. That's cool. I can't wait to see it. So that's the tease for next week's episode. Tune in next week to see Dee's stormtrooper-shaped rock. And it is time for this week in the rec room. Now, is is that title popping up on your end? Yes. Okay, because yes. on my screen, it's not showing at all. That's so weird. Okay. So this so could weird. be it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't even know how gonna, it goes, but I had to do it. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good, D. I love that. That's that's gonna be a clip. So um, this week we are gathered together. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to discuss one of the top, in my opinion, one of the top five greatest animated cartoons of Saturday morning in history. Now, some... (laughs) Some would call it the greatest. For me, the greatest is still Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But I'm talking about Batman, the animated series, debuted September 5th, this week, in 1992. Debarty, where were you September 5th, 1992? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how old I was then. Well, do I the mean, math. I don't know. I was in elementary school somewhere. Probably in school. I, I don't know. Well, did you go to school on Saturday morning? Was it Saturday? Oh, well, yeah. I was probably sleeping. Or, you know, <laughs> playing in the dirt somewhere. I don't know. True. <laughs> Now, George, I was a sophomore in college when Batman the Animated Series came out. I was in I was a sophomore in high school. I'm sorry, John. I was in elementary school in 1992. I hate you so much right now. Oh wait, where did D go? She just vanished unexpectedly. We sure weren't expecting that. Chico Mama, where'd you go? Where are back? She's there. I didn't Get do it this time. Me. He did. <laughs> I did it last time. <laughs> yeah, she was mad last time. Oh, I was legit oh. mad, you guys. I was legit mad. Like, I was like, it worked out good that I, I went out of town last week because I was not so, coming on show. So apparently, playing the world's smallest violin that plays My Heart Bleeds Only for You is a trigger for Debartee. Do not do it. <laughs> Important safety note, Egon. So anyway, George. It is a true story. <clears throat> yes, it is. So George, I- I'm going to yep. go through these. Where were you in 1992? You were a sophomore in high school? Yeah. I thought you yeah, were the same age. I thought we were too. I guess we were a little apart there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 92, I was, I was in high school. Um, 
if I my recollection is correct, uh, the first episode of Batman Air actually aired prime time. This it didn't debut as a Saturday morning show, uh, and they actually aired the third episode first on Lettery Wings. That was the first episode so, to air. So I did not remember it that way, um, and and probably because I was a sophomore in college and I was doing all of the college music and theater major stuff, and uh, was very very very. Uh, engaged in that whole you know collegiate thing so i'm looking um in the by the way i just did the math i was in fourth grade okay so (laughs) old old enough to remember um and we're but d you were never a batman fan no i've never been a batman fan batman is too dark for me and he's almost like he's revengeful he goes after people because of revenge not because he wants like to rid the world of bad people. Like I just, well, I've never been a Batman it. fan. It's, it's so dark. I, I'm not. Well, you, good. you, you got it. Absolutely. Correct. The, he is all about vengeance and revenge. And, um, Cindy Kep said, says the animated Batman was the only Batman. I really liked the old vintage series. And some of the old serials were goofy fun. Yeah. And I yep. tell you, when I was younger, I actually thought Batman was a villain. I, I didn't know that he was the he- hero. Well, hmm. you're not wrong. There, there are a lot of people who believe that he is the villain. And there's one great fan theory. And I, I think I might have come up with this, actually, George. Um, <laughs> because, because I adhere to it. I believe that the Joker is actually Bruce Wayne. That Batman and the Joker are the same person. And that Bruce Wayne actually has DID and it manifests as the two different characters. And if you expand on that. Yes. What is DID? Disassociative Identity Disorder. Okay. Multiple personalities. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so... You know, that's that's my uh, headcanon fan theory. But How do anyway. you explain the change in physiology? Because Bruce is probably about 50 to 75 pounds heavier in muscle than the Joker is. And the Joker is, I'd say, a half foot taller than Bruce. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how I explain it's that. The it's the suit. It's the suit. And, and have you ever, I know this is, no, but Batman. I'm talking about the Batman suit. Makes him look bigger. But when Bruce is out of the Batman suit, that physique is still there. He's got money. It's called injections, George. See, D, you (laughs) are right in line with this theory. I I love this. Well, and and here's the thing, George. I, I, I hate to be glib about this, but have you ever met someone with DID? No, I actually haven't. No. The, yeah, so their entire physicality changes. Um, if you ever saw the movie Split, where yeah. James yeah, McAvoy yeah. plays, yeah, he yeah. does an excellent job of conveying that physicality change. That actually happens, and Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight does the same thing. He has one physical stature when he's Stephen and a completely different when he's Mark. And um, yeah, and and that that's a real thing uh, with people with DID. Um, so that's been my theory. It's it, and it, what what really sparked it was there was a theory that that uh, Dr. Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes were actually the same person, and hmm. that Sherlock Holmes was a split persona, a kind of a Jekyll Hyde kind of thing. Suicide, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Again, so it stop it. Just be. Just let the characters be. Stop it. Well, stop no, no, this stop is, reading this is, conspiracy theories into everything. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a it's 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 taking the 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 story that has been told and extrapolating on it um as a creative. That's that's what I do, Dee. 
Yeah. I fill in the gaps. Uh, oh my gosh, I absolutely hate it when people do that with Disney. They're like, oh, Luana was actually blah, blah, blah's daughter and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, stop. It's stop. all true. But it's all true. It's not true. Disney has confirmed it. It's not all, connected. all of those. Absolutely not. And not mm-hmm. all of those. They confirmed oh, sure. one. What one? I don't remember. <laughs> that that Tarzan was uh, Elsa and Anna's brother? No. One now. That That's been confirmed. That that Rapunzel was Elsa and Anna's cousin. It's Anna, not Anna. It's the same thing. It, that's no, been it's confirmed. Not. No, it's and not. and that Ariel was one of the mermaids at you know in Peter Pan. Yeah, that's been confirmed. Well, I need more oh. evidence that this has been confirmed. By who? Your little gang pro- of people. The prophet of the prophet of pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, that is not a title that was uh, easily won. Um, so, George, I asked you, and I I asked everybody to send me their favorite Batman the Animated Series moments and, and if possible, mm-hmm. screenshots. Now, and D- what did I send you? Zip. <laughs> Nothing. I don't like it. Well, and, uh, so I started down this road. Um I was a sophomore in college, and I don't remember watching this on Saturday mornings. I went. I, I remember watching it in reruns when it hit like okay. um, syndication. But I've seen every episode, and it's probably one of the only animated shows that I've seen every episode. I own the complete series on, as Ryan Permissen would say, Divida, mm-hmm. and. Um, but I asked everyone to send their favorite moments, their favorite episodes, and everyone who did sent me the same one. I had no idea that this was so popular. It is my favorite episode, and I am talking about. Right. Well, your so yours is the Grey Ghost because the first one you sent me was almost got it. It was almost this, got it. This, yeah scene yes with the the villains all sitting around the poker table playing a mm-hmm. game of cards and telling their their fish tales about catching the batman and at the end it turns out spoiler alert he's actually one of them in disguise that killer croc is actually batman in disguise and the jig is up and the cops all rush in and arrest the villains who are playing poker and that's my favorite episode of all time. Mm-hmm. Now the other favorite episode that a lot of people have is beware the gray ghost. And yeah. uh, there's the gray ghost in the background. And you know what, George, I don't remember this episode. Tell really? us about the gray ghost. Yeah. Okay, so The Grey Ghost basically was a television show that Bruce Wayne grew up with as a child. Basically, it was like a pulp hero thing like that. Uh, uh-huh. But basically, very similar. He was you know, almost kind of like Bruce took inspiration from The Grey Ghost to become Batman later in life. Uh, but yeah, he basically had very detective sort of things, and he had gadgets and a car and all kinds of cool stuff. But the really neat thing is that the voice actor to play the voice for the Grey Ghost was none other than Adam West, oh. the original Batman. So you had OG Batman and new generation Batman, and I love this scene here because they're both using their detective skills because even though Grey Ghost was technically an actor, kind of like in a very George Reeves Superman sort of way, he took the role very seriously and almost kind of lived it to the point where even after his show was canceled and he was an old man, kind of, you know, living his glory days sort of thing. So it's it's a very awesome episode, but it's also a little sad as well. But it's basically Batman working with his childhood hero and kind of giving him one more shot at glory. I love that. I'm going to have to go out and hunt that. I'm going to have to watch that episode specifically. Maybe it's one it's that really I missed. Or I... Okay, okay. Now, yeah, this one... Your... Yeah. Go ahead, finish the thought, George. 
Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's about midway through the first season. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and I think they later on bring back the Grey Ghost for another episode. But yeah, that was the original one. And yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful episode. Can can everyone appreciate how much fun <laughs> D. Barty is having listening to this conversation? <laughs> See, she D- looked like every I had in high school. <laughs> Well, so D, I would have thought, and and this is just Johnny's thinking here, that as <laughs> as obsessed as Nathan is with superheroes and dinosaurs, that you would have seen some of the Batman animated series with him. Yes or no? Uh, no. You have to remember he has a tablet, and so yeah. he doesn't watch a whole lot of TV. He's a really he plays outside a lot. He doesn't watch a whole lot of TV anyway. None of my kids well, really do. So that's good. That's good. Um, but I, I feel like he would love Batman, the animated series, or any of the Batman animated. Probably series now he Batman. does watch. We don't do tablets in the morning because he won't get ready for school. So he does watch Spidey and his amazing friends in the morning, which I think okay. that's just adorable. Oh. It's just yeah. so cute. The new one on yeah, Disney that's... Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, George, you sent me this image, and this is my least favorite episode. And and c- can you guess why? They're naked. Well, shirtless. But, you know, wh- why does Batman need to keep the cowl on when he's taking a shirt off? He's I, They're sword fighting, and... Rashal Ghoul protect his identity. No, but Rashal Ghoul already knows that knows. he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, you're to protect. It's there's so no little reason. kids know who Batman is. <laughs> like you can't tell the difference between between the white-haired, evil-looking guy and I mean, as small kids, you, small kids, you you know, you don't know. I think also it's a it's a callback to the comics because basically that's a panel right out of the book when Rashal Ghoul was. Really, you know, basically announced, and you know, basically he premiered in the Batman books when they eventually started having a fight. It is a shirtless sword fight, and yeah, Neil Adams drew Batman with his mask still on, but no shirt on. That's so. that's the most uh, I oh uh, that's why I cannot cannot stand this episode. Now, well, this um, this is a two parter as well. Yes, and and remind us all who played uh, Rachel Ghoul. Uh, the uh, wonderful British actor who we just recently uh, lost, David Warner, to the great right. voice for Ray Buckle. But there is a did you know? No, I did not know. What? I might know. But did you know that originally the show wanted to cast Christopher Lee as the voice for Ray Shockle? I did know that. And he turned them down. Well, and, yeah. and there is there is actually some internet sources that in a, incorrectly credit Christopher Lee as the voice um, because he was originally offered the role. And yeah, he would have been good. Now, for those of you wondering, how do you pronounce the character's name? We've pronounced it three different ways just this morning between George and I. Raj al Ghul, al Ghul, Raz al Ghul, Nobody really knows. I don't think. They, 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 yeah, I, I've heard Raish being kind of you know a thing, but I also I end up I'll I'll slip and say Roz myself from time to time, but yeah, whatever. And Cindy Kemp <laughs> says, "In the league of assassins, this way, if you're real." Um, Cindy Kemp says that uh, same reason that D said to protect the identity, and um, I, okay. I guess. Oh, but she says it's pronounced Bob. Rachel <laughs> is pronounced Bob. I, you know what? I can go for that. I, I can. I can dig that, Cindy. <laughs> Bob Allen. Cindy. <laughs> yeah, Cindy. Bob you have got to have. You have got to have a great Batman joke somewhere in your quiver of bad dad jokes. So, Cindy, post one. Now we have one last. Uh, image here that you sent and hmm. 
this is an image of the clock king mm. and you you love this episode george what what Absolutely. makes the clock king so uh endearing to you well basically <laughs> this is essentially a guy who was a disgruntled worker uh he was a, an efficiency expert that worked for a law firm and he was literally like he lived his life down to the second everything was timed out and planned out and another lawyer is trying to have a conversation with him. He's like, hey, you need to learn to lighten up or, you know, loosen up a little bit. It'll, it'll help your stress a little bit. You know, so you're not so high strong. He's like, you know what? You take your lunch at 12. Why don't you take it at 12.15 instead? And so the, the, the before he's the clock king, takes this advice and things go awry. And so basically years later, he kind of snaps and decides to go on this whole plan of revenge or whatever else, but still using his efficiency and timing. So this particular scene here, uh, the clock King has been cornered by Batman on a rooftop and Batman thinks he's got him down. He's going to make him, you know, pay for his crimes or anything like that. And then basically the clock King reminds Batman that the 18 train is always six minutes early. And then basically throws himself off the rooftop only to land on top of the train and wave bye-bye to Batman as he can't do anything and watch him go away. So it, it's a great moment of a, you know, not a traditional sort of villain. Uh, you know, he's not your super villain sort of thing like that. He's not completely insane. He's a little insane, but just not, he's not wacko like a Joker or Two-Face, but he gets a great kind of FU on Batman, real kind of one-ups him sort of thing like that. I just, I always kind of love that scene. Now, I, I gotta ask, I've, this is, again, headcanon about the Clock King. I always yep. felt like that character was inspired by the Burgess Meredith character from The Twilight Zone in the episode where he's the last man yeah. surviving alone in the library and breaks his glasses. I always felt like the Clock King was inspired by that character. Any truth to that? Do you know? I don't know any truth to that, but uh, I would definitely agree with you on that, though. So, yeah. Dee uh, are you familiar with that uh, episode of The Twilight Zone with Burgess nope. Meredith? Nope. Oh, it's, it's a heartbreaker. Uh, I this remember. guy is kind of like a real mean... Sorry, George. Oh, no, good. Oh, I remember uh, watching The Twilight Zone as a child, but I couldn't tell you anything about it, except for that's what gave me the the being terrified of drink being triloquist dummies because there was one that I don't I couldn't even tell you what happened. But it terrified me so much and now I'm scarred for life. And that's all I remember about the Twilight oh. Zone. And like I want to watch old episodes, but I'm like, mm, maybe I don't because I might run across that one and well that's but kind I mean, of the magic of streaming, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. You can skip around. I, but this is the—it's more of a tragic episode than it is uh, scary because it's basically Burgess Meredith is like this very weak kind of you know meek bank teller sort of guy. Uh, he loves to read, but he always basically tends to read at inappropriate times. He should be working. He should be spending time with his wife. But all he just really wants to do is read. Well, he accidentally gets trapped in a vault, and then like the world ends, like a bomb goes off or something like that, and so he's the only person left on Earth, and. He's left with books and all the time in the world. And this is great. And then he trips and falls and his glasses break. And so now he's blind as a bat and can't oh. do anything about it. And he's the only person left on earth. But his character was very regimented. And everything yeah. was scheduled. And, you know, it was it was very much like the Clock King. That's why. All right. So Cindy Kep came through and she posted... A couple of Batman jokes. So, Dee, read, read these for us. Cindy Kep says... What is a Batman's favorite part of a joke? The punchline! And... Why can't Batman play chess using the white pieces? He always has to be the Dark Knight. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy Kemp <laughs> comes through yet again. <laughs> and hey, you guys, if you are not following Cindy Kemp online, 
you really must do so. She is a fantastic author. And since she stepped up to treat us to some Batman jokes, check this out. Author Cindy Kep is writing on the edge. Books include Remnant in the Stars, The Loudest Actions, Lines of Succession, Mindstorm, Condemned Courier, The Yerushalon Series, and Animal Eye. Find author Cindy Kep at C-K-O-E-P-P dot com today. Ta-da! George, your mute, mic is muted. I'm trying to unmute you, but I can't. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, there we it go. said that my browser cut my, muted me. Really? That yeah. is so weird. All right. Well, hey, guys, it is already 9 o'clock. We need to run, but um, this week is Batman week. And is today Batman Day or was it last Saturday, George? I think it's... It's I, this month. It's not today because we didn't have anything in the shop for it. So I guess maybe it's next Saturday? Okay. So so the month of September is basically yeah. Batman month because we yep. have the anniversary of Batman the Animated Series and uh, Batman Day coming up, and a uh, lot of lot of cool stuff happening. But here's what I want to ask everyone watching to do: continue to comment on your favorite Batman the Animated Series moments, or for that moment, for that moment, for that matter, your favorite Batman TV moments, or your favorite Batman movie moments. What is your fondest memory of Batman, be it on TV or movies? We want to hear from you. Because this is all about you watching right now. And um, Debartee, tell people how they can follow and find and support you. Uh, Debartee photo on all the platforms. I'm there. And it's right there in her cryon. DebarteePhoto.com. Check it out. Yeah. And George... Where can people follow, find, and support you? Uh, you can find me at George the Fanatic on Facebook. Uh, I'm on YouTube under Fanatic Forum. So I go live Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so come join the conversation. Uh, we talk all things geek. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, if you guys love the, uh, the comic book reviews that I do, George takes an even deeper dive into the world of comics and and what's new that week. So uh, that show, Fanatic Forum, is actually on this channel, on the Serial Box Network. So make sure that you're watching that and uh, go over to the Fanatic Forum page, like, subscribe. And while you're doing that, ooh, what is that? This came out this week. Uh, I did a review on this on Fanatic Forum. Uh, this is a collection of artist Lee Bermejo's Batman variant covers that he's done over the last year and a half or so is for Batman or Detective Comics, but he has woven all the covers into a story, essentially, where basically someone is talking Batman through a series of, let me get to here, series of letters here, very Zodiac killer sort of thing like that. Uh, and even, Ooh. uh, it's. If you're in the mood for a little sleuthing, there's a bit of coding in here. So when you get to the last page, it the person identifies themselves, but you gotta figure out the code to see who it is. Uh, I but even love you, that. That's pretty cool. I love yeah, that. But That's even cool. like, you know, yeah, it's just if you're just into art books, this is a great pickup for like eight dollars. Uh, they're just all and so it saves you a lot of money for picking up all those extra Batman books if you just wanted the covers. I am going to go get that today. Maybe. It's beautiful. It's parents weekend at Austin P. So I probably won't, but I'm going to try. Um, hey, everybody. I, yeah, I need to run an errand real quick to the comic book <laughs> shop just down the street. Anyway, um, 
for those of you watching, you can follow, find, and support me at johnpica.com. But more importantly, follow and support this podcast. The banner at the bottom has our buymeacoffee.com address. It's buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. If you love the show, support us financially. Uh, buy us a bowl of cereal, two, three, a whole box. If you hate the show, donate even more generously. And what does that do? That helps us improve the show to keep progressing. I have a dream. I, I have a dream. I have a goal. I have a vision for this show. But to make it happen, to have DBRT and I in the same room together every Saturday morning, it's going to take some money. And she's on mute for some reason. Um, and... and and for us to travel the way we want to do and do a travel log series, it's going to take some money. And to upgrade George's uh, internet service, it's going to take some money. I want to put everyone in a virtual studio that can't be in studio with DNI. I there's all kinds of stuff we want to do. We want to go to a streaming app on Roku. Um, all of that takes money, and and we can do it one of two ways. One, we can sell advertising on this show. Or two, we can do it through viewer support like yours. And um, so I got to ask you, would you would you rather see the ads or would you rather support the show directly? Only you can decide. Anyway, um, Kevin Template says, 30, stop making me feel old. He's referring to Batman the Animated Series is officially 30 years old this week. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah. Can't help you. And with that, please like, subscribe, share this episode. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell. If you're watching on Facebook, like the page that you're watching and click follow so that you get all of the notifications. And make sure you share it with two, 300 of your closest friends and family. Tell them to come share the fun. And until next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch up on the back of the cereal box. Bye. So long. Bye. Farewell. I'll be the